Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode number 51 of Across the Park Podcast. Myself, Millsy and Craig are the two blues this week with Terry as the Reds and delighted to be joined by Gary's older and better looking brother Mark. Thanks for joining us, Mark, on Across the Park. Thanks very much. Good to be back. We've got a few things to talk about this week. The transfer window seems to be hotting up a bit for us, Craig, doesn't it? We've got a link with a lot of players and we've also... We're on the verge of losing a really important one, which we'll, we'll touch upon later. Uh, a lot of games to review as well as around three games each from the last from the last show last week. We'll touch upon the Liverpool ones very shortly. But Craig, start with our ones. The first one was Wigan. I think yeah. the best thing about Wigan away was you talk about 15 million fans did me down there. We filled it, like, it was like Lille all over again. <laughs> Party atmosphere of Wigan. Uh, Summarising the three games, it was Wigan nil, Everton nil, Sevilla one, Everton nil. Uh, means three Everton yeah, one. They were sixty. They was the last two with sixty minute games. Sixty minute games. You look, you're looking at one goal in three games against teams that if you played them at any point in the season domestically or European, you'd be wanting to beat them. Yeah. Is that a worry for you? The lack of goals. I think, I think so. It's a little bit severe. It's a little bit if of disrespect. If, if, if we had severe though, in the Europa League. I wouldn't be scared of them. Yeah, but they're, no a, chap- they're a Champions League side, mate. They're yeah, not, not walkovers. Would be thinking it was PSG. Well, yeah, granted, but equally, you know. Okay. I hope, Sari. The stiff opposition, mate, aren't you? Sticking them into me already, well, two I'm minutes saying, in. because, you know, just sort of speaking about them like the proper small right, well, you, you may not agree, but I think if we had Sevilla at home in the Europa League, I wouldn't be going there terrified. I'd be saying to Craig, we can beat these. But yeah. we're not even scoring past them in pre-season. Mm. Um, what was the question again? You worry about the, la- the, the lack of goals. Um, You're looking at one no, goal I in mean, three games. I'm, I'm not overly concerned. I think pre-season is basically to get your fitness up. I'm not. No, but I think I'll I'll allude to what uh, Jurgen Klopp said. It is all about getting your physicality right and getting getting everything around right. Granted, it'd be nice to see us bag three, four, five goals in a game. Mm. But we seen last season we scored twenty two against a, a, a part time <laughs> club, <laughs> and it yeah. didn't do us any the world of good in at the, you know the start of the season, did it? So no, I'm not looking into that. I'm more looking at at the players we've got and seeing how they are and up to now. Some of the players that are that are playing aren't, aren't really shaping up so much. Either. Yeah, I don't know. You, you may not agree with this, but I think it's a little bit square pegs and rounds holes at the minute. Uh, there's a lot of players who are playing there who, who we won't see this season. I yeah, think. like some Adalas and that. Yeah, most definitely. And you know, it, it'd be even Callum Connolly. Callum Connolly played right back for us on, on yeah, one of the games. Has he sent some He's, 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 he's been on loan at Ipswich and Wigan, I think. And got highly rated reviews being a centre mid yeah. all of a sudden he's playing right back in Everton's pre-season yeah I mean I think I'm looking forward to seeing like the, the Richarlison back and, and, and seeing how he'll fit into the fold and it's been interesting because we've had a, a few players playing in positions where we haven't seen them before the likes of Bernard has mm. been playing more as a number 10 in, mm. in pre-season and, and Davis has been playing further forward as well so I'm interested to see where they, they'll 
fit at the start of the season and where they'll actually play. Well, Dominic Carvalhoon got a bit of stick on, on Twitter. He missed two really good chances in the, in the Sevilla game. Yeah. I think Walcott picked him out on a break and he, he drop-kicked the ball at a poster diving yeah. head on it and one way Sigurdsson put him through and he dragged it wide. Yeah. He, he, this happened last season a few times. I remember Fulham away where yeah. we got beat 1-0 and he missed two chances and you think your striker should be scoring those he two and you're leaving Fulham 2-1 winners. Yeah, he needs to put, put the ball in the onion bag. That's mm. what the thing I've, I've said a lot with Calvert-Lewin is he's got every single attribute to be a top Premier League fo- striker bar mm. putting the ball in the yeah, net. He doesn't yeah. score enough. He's got everything else about him. So it was the the one for me last season was the um, the West Ham game, and he had a couple of chances. And yeah, yeah. granted, we we ended up winning two. Was it two 0 three away? Yeah, game? that was one of the first games the pundits af- after the game highlighted. Like, hang on, Everton striker doesn't really score when he gets chances. Yeah. They highlighted that for a good five yeah, minutes yeah. after the. But the game before, the game. I think we played Arsenal, and he done everything, yeah. everything in that game. But he never scored, but he, he brought every single player yeah. into that game. He was probably man of the match. Same. It was a different dynamic against West Ham. We had a lot of the ball, and we were, we were like, he had the chances. He had four or five chances, yeah. and, and spent every single one of them. So that's, what was, that's why I said, said the Fulham game because that was the game really that that gave Wolves the impetus to then go and get that, yeah, that yeah. Europa League place, didn't it? And you want your striker scoring those goals and keeping that that fight going. I know you said their performance might not be, you know, the thing that you look at in pre-season. But is there anyone who's, who's stood out for you, Nathan, Nathan Broadhead, maybe? Yeah, he, he hasn't in the, in the, the games prior to those three. I thought he, he was he was bright in, yeah. in those games. Um, in the Wigan game, I was I was quite impressed with Davis playing yeah. in a, in a more forward position. I thought he, he brought a lot of the players into the game. He, he made the right passes. Hmm. Um, other than that. Not not really in that working game, but I thought Davis was pretty bright. Like, is there any kids that you can see maybe being a part of it? I know we've always had the likes of Dow, who've always done well in pre-season and have always thought yeah. maybe. Is that is I said Broadhead there. I mean Anthony Gordon came on against Wigan and he looked like he may maybe he have the left fullback. Yeah, yeah, and that, no, that's Mighty Fools, isn't it? Gordon oh. was like the striker who came on and sort of ran the ran the flanks a little bit. There's yeah. a few. I mean, the under twenty three team have won, won the league the past two seasons. There's definitely players in there who who can. At least step up and have a professional career, but just just see anyone in this pre-season who can maybe. But all that's based on the first two or three games of pre-season definitely looked the, the brightest. Yeah. Um, th- Lewis Gibson maybe. I think he looks a little bit flat-footed. Me, mm. I mean, I think he was at fault for the their fir- the mains first goal. Mm. He just got sort of got left for dead, didn't he? And I think there was a couple of opportunities in that first half against Mains where it could have been two or three based on th- the fact that he was a bit flat-footed. Um, other than that, no. I mean, I, I like the look of that that Hornby. I think I think he he can. But he's presence, he any big presence? Yeah, up there, but yeah, he just seems a little bit too old school. Doesn't he? He looks a bit Duncan Ferguson. In the way he carries himself. Is, is, Perhaps, is, he, is yeah. he the Scottish lad? Yeah. He's been linked with a loan back up. He needs up, it, you know. So some of his decisions on the, on the weekends, like even at Wigan away, there was times where he didn't play the right ball and he was he was like shooting at the defender's shins and stuff because he, he wanted to just shoot on sight. And mm. I think maybe going to someone in the lower leagues and playing 38 Saturdays where it's important and against yeah, these players yeah. who are going to just work on your craft a little bit. It's yeah. going to benefit him more than playing on Monday night in the under 23, isn't he? Yeah. In it, so. like, well, me and Craig are writing pre season off. We haven't won a game. I know you have won two we games have, this have pre- won oh, one, in we? this week. Sorry, oh, yeah, in sorry, this week. In this I know you have won a couple of games, but none, none last week either. It's not looking too rosy for you guys either, is it? No, it's been it's been a bit of a disappointing pre-season for me. I mean, obviously the ones that we did win with Trammy and Bradford, you know, like much earlier on in the pre-season campaign, and they to me are the ones where you're just getting finding your legs and getting your fitness, and you know, just sort of get, getting used to playing football again. 
as we start getting towards the business end now, you know, we've gone on a pre-season tour of America there and the results haven't really gone our way. We ended up sharing the trophy even though we got beaten two games and, and drew the other one, so I don't quite understand how that it's works. Fix. But she's won a trophy. Yeah, we shared it, yeah. Jesus. Fix. How but can um, they not win a game and win a trophy? <laughs> <and> <laughs> Tell me about it. We, like the last <laughs> Listen, you know, we can't even win, <laughs> win our sponsors cup <laughs> in Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, you know, as, as we've started to move towards the business end of pre-season, we're... I know what you, I take your point before, Craig. You were saying it's all about getting you know your fitness in and getting your physicality right and things. But for me, you know, when when you're a week away from the start of the season or ten days away from the start of the season, and and really we've got a big game coming up in the charity shield against City. That's a marker for you know basically where this season could go and and how competitive we're going to be again with them this season. I don't think we're in a position now where we can say we can just ignore you know what what is a pretty miserable run of results, isn't it, Mark? I think that um, yesterday's match in particular. I was looking forward to the. I was looking forward in the run up to that game to seeing us kick into action and say, "Look, this is what we're back on relatively home soil. Mm. Uh, we're up against the, you know, a, a top team, a fellow Champions League side. A bit of a prelude to the Champions League. Uh, sorry, to the Charity Shield in the fact of we're pa- we're playing quality opposition. Let's make a step up. I just didn't get it in any way, shape, or form yesterday. I don't see how that match benefited us. Only we got some legs into some players. But if if you can build confidence by by winning games in, in in pre-season, does that mean that you can flatten confidence by, by, by losing, losing constantly? Yeah. I looked at, um, not to pick anyone out specifically, which is a lead into me picking someone else specifically, <laughs> Oxlade-Chamberlain yesterday yeah. was absolutely as bad as I've ever seen him in a Liverpool shirt. And I, I don't get it because some of the stuff he was trying was so unnecessary. And for me, yesterday, I, I know we touched on it just before we come on here, but... I, d- I just didn't get anything about the formation we played or or the approach to the match. It felt we, it was so naive, and you'd, you'd at the very least you'd expect from our players um, a little bit of a little bit of game intelligence. Yeah, nowadays. cohesiveness and, and organisation. Yeah, we looked as though we we were we'd never played this team before, even yep. though we've seemed to have played them four times in the past twelve months. Mm-hmm. The the goal scorer. I scored the last two times he's played against us and we let him stride in on his right foot, just welcomed him into the centre of the pitch to have a free shot yeah. and then proceeded to let him step inside onto his right foot at will for the next 85 minutes. It wasn't until five minutes to go in the game that Trent actually cottoned on and thought maybe he's going to go on his right foot this time and took yeah. the ball off him. I was really, I mean... Oh, I was so disappointed. I know you're, you're saying you don't want to single any any players out. I mean, I think there was a number of performances. Oxlade-Chamberlain, I, for me, looking at him now, at, at the start of pre-season, I thought, so maybe, you know, a little bit of sharpness, you'll get that back. He started yeah. to look alright, but now when as the as the opposition stepped up in quality, you're starting to see that he's he, for me a million miles away from thirteen football at the moment. If he if he's playing in in that sort of manner, now fair play, he's been out for a long time. So you know there's there's a, there's, there's some excuse that you can offer there, in, in you know on that one. I, on the Trent one, I, I thought he was absolutely awful Shocking. defensively. I mean, and it, it's a concern because you know we all know how good he is going forward and. I wouldn't say there's question marks against his defensive capabilities, but you know, watching that yesterday, that looked like a player who never played game. right back. Yeah, though. he's still learning the game, and and I think that people, you know, people have gone after remember that he, his age and the fact that 
you know, we're going to have to put up with ga- games like that from Trent. We know what he's capable of at the top end, but sometimes you can be a victim of your own success. Mm. Um, and if Liverpool fans are expecting him to be an absolute worldie every week, I'm sorry, that's not going to be the case. He's still got mistakes to make in his career before he, he reaches his peak and he becomes that dependable week-in, week-out fullback. But I, I don't know whether he is that dependable week-in, week-out fullback. Or And we've talked about it numerous times on this pod. Is it that he is better going forward? Because it felt yesterday like he'd sort of just thought, all these... All's, all's, all these want from me is getting forward, and I don't need to worry about any of the defensive side, and that just got exposed brutally, you know. And we talk about the midfield was a bit was was very easy to play through. Yeah. How much of that is down to midfielders basically maybe having to get dragged out of position to cover for such an attacking intent on that right hand side from I, from from, from Looking at yesterday's game, I mean Liverpool are going to suffer when they miss that front three without any shadow oh, of absolutely, doubt. Yeah. That's and certain, that certainly hindered your, your it, it, it did. It, it is, and it has, but equally. You know, you look around, that's the rest of the team was all players. That, that was our back four for the Champions League final. You Which know what I mean? It surely was a midfield Milner, Milner, Henderson and Fabinho yeah, is, is a very experienced... Yeah, no, you know. I, I do know that yet they are, but surely they look around the f- who they've got in front of them and the half. They feel more comfortable yeah, with a Firmino, I Salah. There's, there's a knock on I know there's a job in hand and you've got to win despite no matter I who's in front of you. The thing, the thing is, though, as Mark mentioned early on when, before... You still expect a level of organisation and tightness oh, yeah, and, yeah. D- and you know diligence at the back and in midfield yeah, from a Liverpool sh- that side. That shouldn't change. That yeah, shouldn't yeah. go. That shouldn't disappear because when you look up, you don't see Marnie, Salah, and Firmino. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it like, should. all right, maybe we're not going to win this game. We're not going to score an full of goals, but we're going to be solid and organised yeah, and make it ours to, to get beat. That was a confusing thing for me, I, and I think in a way, this is this is what drew so much attention to Oxley Chamberlain's performance because we're looking at him as hopefully either the the. You know, the striding forward midfielder or the fourth player in that attacking three, mm. if, if not the fifth alongside Origi. Now, yesterday just highlighted his limitations, albeit he's had a massive injury. If if we line up in a match and we are missing our front three, then I'm perfectly happy to say as a Liverpool fan, we're going to have to go approach this in a different way. Mm-hmm. Lock the midfield out with five experienced players, at least keep More possession, be difficult to break down. And let's see what we can get on the break. Mm-hmm. We had nothing up front, and we were the, the midfield and the defense was like a sieve. So where did we benefit from overloading the midfield? It didn't. It didn't make any sense to me anything about the performance. We seen to the first touch from the forward line. It was bouncing off. It was ricocheting away. And this is where I mean, I was sitting with me with, with my brother watching the match. One of our other brothers, and and he was saying to me, "Arigi's been shocking." And I thought, well, in fairness to Arigi, he's playing with absolutely nobody within 15 yards of mm. him yet. If, if you noticed, it wasn't until later on he brought the kids on. Yeah, Brewster and that looked a bit sharper, didn't he? Yeah, they, I mean, they were having a go. They were going for the jugular. They were actually trying to step across men and get shots away. All credit to them. And another thing that, that resonated with me towards the end of the match, when that final whistle went, all our young kids looked disappointed. Mm. At half-time, none of our none players of looked disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it came out after... It, Afterwards, I think it's, it was Robertson who came out and basically said Milner and Henderson were furious with with the performance and you know got all the, all the, all the players together and basically and he said I can't repeat after I- until after the watershed what was said because there was a lot of expletives and stuff and it's good to see that you know some of the senior players aren't accepting of it and and, and yeah. basically you know sort of giving some of them a bit of a welly. It's just as you said. I, I, I just look. You look around and you just wonder: Is it complacency? Is it that we've gone to the states and played in thirty-four degrees and one hundred percent humidity and they're all zapped? 
what is it that just at the moment it feels like there's a funk in that team, doesn't it? It's like we just don't seem to be anywhere near as quick I, or energetic as anyone we've played. I think that, I mean, I've got so many different like viewpoints on it. I, I don't think that this podcast is going to last long enough. <laughs> but I think that when you, t- you lose your front three, the knock-on effect of the rest of the team is it not only gives the other team confidence to stride out mm. and otherwise flood the midfield when we might expect a little bit more space, but also them midfielders who get a split second on the ball against a good side like Napoli, they look up and they haven't got the options. Yeah, the that balls they aren't there. You can play a blind ball nine times out of ten for Liverpool down either channel and you yeah, know Manny and, Salah are Mal- it, yeah. Manny and Salah will either get on it or they'll get something out of it. And it, you can't emphasise how much that transfers all the gameplay up to the other end and takes the pressure off your defence. This is something I was going to allude to when you were just discussing Everton. Can you... Can you safely say that you're comfortable going into the season without signing a striker? Because for me, Calvert-Lewin, he huffs and puffs and, and he's admirable the way he'll, he'll lead the charge and, he, and players can play off him. But I don't see that Everton have got that frightening striker who is going to make two centre-half stay back, who's going to make a, se- a covering midfielder say, I'm not going up for this. And it's, a, it's incredible the 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 knock-on effect it has to you clearing the ball and the ball mm. coming straight back to you clearing the ball and someone being able to get a chest on it, bring it down, mm. allow your midfield to move up the pitch and f- and, uh, and force yourselves on the opposition. I don't think the club, talking Everton here, I don't think they want that. I think they want three very similar players up there and I think Calvert-Lewin is very similar to, to Richarlison and he's arguably similar to what they're looking at now with Zaha because he's full of energy and he'll, he won't give you a minute. Yeah. He'll drag you. And it, in turn, that allows Gilfie Sigurdsson to have his best goal-scoring season last season by playing off those three players. I don't think Everton, Craig, I don't know if you agree, no, yeah, they, they don't want do. that striker. Well, Because you'd go and get him. You'd go yeah, and get Mitrovic or Costa, you'd go and get them. I don't understand them not going for Mitrovic, I really don't. I thought at the end of last season, I actually sent a question into the pod saying, do Everton fancy taking any players off the relegated teams? I think a couple of we people... Had a lot yeah, I've gone yeah. a second. I've, gone, I've <laughs> said Miltovic for years and Mills hates Miltovic I had in mind. You know yeah. what? You might hate him. But I tell you what, he'll score you 15 goals. He'll score you 15 goals in the Premier League. The best players said, around him, he might even score more. When it, when, it come, when it comes down to those critical matches that force you up the table, that get you the extra 10 points a season... You need someone who's going to put that ball in the net. You, you've just said yourself, you can't rely on Calvert Loon to do mm. that. He won't no. do it. Yeah. He, he'll. He brings other players into the game brilliantly. You, you, you Blues will back him to the hilt because you want to see someone who who plays for the shirt, which which Liverpool fans do too. So you'll give him all that leniency. But ultimately, it comes down to if he's not going to score your goals, mm. you need someone who is. Yeah, goals on the pitch and points on the board. That's what yeah. it's. it's what well, he said before that he, he was getting a bit of stick on social media, Lou, and he's he's not a, he's not averse to stick. You know, he's he's not. He's not Ross Barkley, Tom Davis, but he's got different opinions, hasn't yeah, he? I mean, Some fans he, will when back him. When like he first jumped on the scene, no one, no one gave him any any time really. They mm. were like, don't, "Don't know what this kid's about." And it took him about a, maybe the, that half a season when he came into the fold, and then I think he got injured against yeah. Arsenal, and then it took him about half a season after that to mm. like where people like stood up and thought, "You know what? This kid's got a bit about him," but. He needs to put that ball in, in the I in like the Calvert Luna as, as a player. I can see what he brings to the team. And I know Gary's a big fan of his uh, Gary Judge and he, and he mm. goes on about how how the other players improve around him and you get so much more out of them. I feel sorry for him to an extent that he's got nobody alongside him. And I know it's something the lads on the podcast mm. have touched on all through the season, but okay, you you lads are all aware of it. The manager must be aware of it. 
surely he needs somebody in that mold that he can look up to in the team and go, he'll play, I'll play, we'll play together, depending on what the, the next yeah, match yeah. It requires. I just don't think you can start the season with him, a, a young, inexperienced player, leading the line, um, carrying the, carrying the, I the burden of having to I, be I don't think scorer. he wants to either. I think last season when Lewin came in for that second half of the season, it was more or less, we've got to try something here because yeah. what they were trying from Christmas to March, we were sinking, weren't we? It wasn't yeah. working. But it seems to be an inconsistent three alongside him, didn't mm. it? For, for long spells, probably until the last 12 games, he was either having Richarlison, Sigurdsson and Bernard, or Bernard, yeah. you know, Walcott and you know, Luchman. It, mm. was just, it just seemed to change all the time and he was the, the one who, who continued to stay in the team. The difficulty is as well, if you just have that one, which we've found out in the past. What happens when you lose that one? We still haven't replaced oh, Romelu yeah. Lukaku because mm-hmm. no, the whole yeah. team, the system was built around, he will get you 20 goals yeah. and he's the one who might fire us in to the Champions League. When we lost him, we've now adapted the whole style around. Let's try and have a busy three up there and make let's make sure our, make sure, sorry, our number 10 gets double figures. I think one of the, one of the things that makes the Premier League so difficult is everybody who's in that league has got a weapon. Everybody mm. who's in that league has got a way that they try and hurt you, whether yeah. it be Vardy over the top, whether yeah. it be getting into feet at Bournemouth and players on the team, big, powerful. I I look at Everton and just I feel like they're missing that, that weapon, whether it be you're being heavily linked with Zahar. Now, mm. Zahar's a player who can change the, the the feel of a team completely. Now, I'm not sure whether that will end up going through or not, but that kind of player who gives you a focus, who can... Who can change a game that's that's locked out to all of a sudden a moment of magic and 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 in uh, f- for Liverpool I feel like if the game's locked out we've got any number of players who could potentially pull a rabbit yeah, out of a yeah. hat for us. I think that you've got to have that in the Premier League. You've got to be able to 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 get a game that you don't necessarily deserve through through an incisive finish or through a bit of quality. I just well I, it's, I, it's the sort of thing in it. You, you, with if we. If we did wait to sign Sahar, he's one of them players where, uh, as a fan, you go, you pl- say you're playing Man United, you'll go, he'll give Ashley Young a terrible sign yeah, today. Yeah. He'll give them, he'll give him any fullback in the country. Whereas we we haven't got that at the minute. Well, it's, We've it's got it's players who, 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 who are dangerous and got a couple of that can score ten plus goals a season, but we haven't got that player. I don't think. Everton on their day, Craig, for me, when there's cohesion in the team and when the rhythm is is right, yeah. and we see they can, yeah, they can, they can cut through. Yeah, they can play some yeah. great football. They're a good football side with plenty of clever players who can who can move the ball around. What about when it doesn't quite work like yeah. that? What about on the days when? No, yeah, it doesn't yeah. quite tick. It doesn't quite click. And you need someone to just put the foot through one from Do you know yeah. what's not? It's not like apparent on the eye as well. Is Andre Gomez and Bernard are two very good footballers? But what do you know what they are? Unselfish. Yeah. They, they make Everton play better by sacrificing themselves. Bernard will be part of a four-man move. Yeah, and, and he doesn't he get the final assist, yeah. does he? But he, yeah, but you take him out that our team. We don't play as well, yeah, do yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So I, we've yeah. got unselfish players who will hear teams. You know what I mean? So it's not always apparent on the eye. I understand, but but that. That stat doesn't ever exist unless somebody on the end puts in an puts effort. In an effort. Yeah. So and you it, might create danger because you're a good player, mm. but unless you can actually get something out of it, by the end of the season, your stats will be key passes, yeah. 57. Assists, yeah. two. Yeah. And, it, and it possibly wouldn't be noticed unless you break that top four. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got the likes of Jorginho who come under tons of stick last season, but 
he was part of them moves that got them sick in the season, yeah. Jorginho, especially in the, the first half of the, uh, the season. I, I don't necessarily think Everton need to break the top four to get the recognition for massive, massive improvements. I think people have, people's mindset has changed. To it's n- we're now a top six. Yeah. And Everton's aim for this season, in my eyes, has got to be to break into that. I think. Yeah, we don't want to be the best of the rest again. No, absolutely not. I, but I think. I think the potential is there for yeah. Everton to do so. Chelsea are going to have limitations this season. They've just lost their main yeah. man as well. Don't forget, Man United yeah. just look like they're running around with a blindfold on, trying to buy anyone who's available. Yeah. Spurs as well. Spurs, Spurs have, you know, yeah, they've lost a lot of players in that team, you know, yeah. in a bit, of, a bit of flux, settled, isn't it? So, it? you know, the opportunity, Mark's right, the opportunity is there, but, you know, uh, you, you, know you do sort of wonder, don't you? Just like I think Marco Silva knows that because his comments, do you see them, Craig, after yeah, the game yeah. on, on Sunday or Saturday, was it? He said Sorry. We need four or five. Didn't he, he said it's not ideal where we currently are because now we need five and 12 days. And if you'd asked me, did I want them at the start of pre season? The answer is yes. So he's basically saying it in, in as many words there. It's, it's not me who's making these choices. I've told them what yeah, we need. And now we need five and 12 days. And now I know how hard it's going to be. So that to me says, I wanted them in three weeks ago. I wanted them to come to Kenya with us. I think yeah. Everton. Uh, uh, the, my personal view on it is that they've fallen foul to a to a situation that Liverpool struggled with for a long time, and that was you're kind of better than the rest, but not as good as what's yeah. above you. So you're shopping in a market for players who are looking to improve, who are hankering after that move to the top four club mm. or a top six club, and they're probably on a list of two, three players for every one of them teams. Zaha's the perfect example, yeah. and. They're waiting, their agents are saying, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, let's see what the big teams do. And then they'll happily come to an event where they can see a progressive manager, progressive progressive club, where they can come stamp you know, themselves on Be the Be selfish. Club. Yeah, and I think there's every possibility that you might have a bit of a rush towards the end of the window, but the problem is that, as Silva says, that's out of Everton's hands, and yeah. Liverpool that struggle with that for a long mm. time. The amount of times, Terry going into the last couple of days of a transfer window we were still linked and we were all furious because we couldn't get a transfer over the line and he'd sign for someone else yeah. Yeah. and we were high and dry well, yeah, the yeah. last time we did go uh, had a bit of a rush in signing players I think was the, s- the season we signed Lukaku on loan Lukaku, Barry and McCarthy, McCarthy wasn't it? On, all on, on the last day, day yeah. and, and that never worked out too badly for us last no. season as well we, what did we do in the last last day was a Zuma Mina and Bernard, was it? Mm, on the yeah, last yeah, day. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think they'll be rushed into action. I think what they're doing now is, is they're trying, like anyone, like a poker player, to hold the nerve. And it's going to get to four o'clock on the last day, and you're going to go, we're going to have to spend, give Palace that, that eight million there. Just give them it. Take it to 60. Yeah, d- I- is that what it is, though? Is that what Palace are asking? Because uh, in I my mind, the way, from my understanding, the way I look at it with Palace, they got, they had two big players that they could profit from this season. And one of them's gone, Wan Bissaka. Do they want to lose Sahar and Bissaka in one season? I'm not so sure. Well, the, so mirror, the Mirror, as reliable as they are, put an article up today basically saying that a lot of it's down to what Palace want up front and what we don't want to pay up front because FFP is massive now, isn't it? And if you pay a chunk of 60 in one go and finish ninth, you can't really build the following season. But if you've spent 12 and on the books it's 12 and you're brought and you're going to yeah. sell someone next summer anyway yeah. it's going to bring the 12 and it looks a lot better so the business head is on at the minute yeah but I mean at the same time you know what I mean it, it, Palace they want to get as much as they can Absolutely, you know like yeah. in an yeah, upfront payment as they can so like, you can understand yeah but I, I don't know I, I just think the chances of getting Zahar for 60 million when wan has gone for 55 and Zahar is a way bigger profile player for Palace than, than wan I just deal. can't see it, me. I just don't get it. He's going to have to rock the cart now. He's going to have to put a transfer question. Yeah. He is, but 
well, I don't know. I haven't heard Pro, or Everton, and say, you know, this is not nice of me to say this in Mazaha. If I'm Wilfred Zaha, are Everton big enough to rock the, to rock? But that's it. Am I am I happy to yeah. you know trash me sort of legacy with me to hometown go and play club? For the team finished eight. Well, you know, and this is this is the thing you said that not me, but no, no, it's I, a fair I'm looking point. at it from a, from from his point of view. Is if if that was used or if it used even like a Chelsea or an Arsenal, if there's a Champions League or sort of or something like that at the end of it where you can say, well, look, there's a there's a progression step here for me. But mm. if you're a pal, I mean, no disrespect, but if you're a Palace fan, you're thinking, well, it's going to have to be really is the bigger attraction there for you in terms of you know, you, there's no bigger tournaments that you're playing in at the moment, is there or anything like that? No. So it's like you're just a Premier League player still, you know, and 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 they'll have aspirations of you know maybe being in the top half, which as you say, eight. Well, I, I quote, well again, I'm quoting media that would say Liverpool Echo have put up but this is Monday we're recording this. They basically said we've ended our interest in them tonight. They've said that they bid 52 million in a, in a certain way, in a certain format. Palace have came back and said we want more than that in a, in another way, mm. and they're not going to do it. So if 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 it's if it's that you're looking at what Moise Ken now from Juventus, who's who's very highly rated. And I was speaking to Judge, he was not here tonight he, on WhatsApp yesterday. He's in one one of his holiday homes this weekend, isn't he, Judge? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying to him on WhatsApp to me last night. He said that this Moise Ken can play off either side and up front. Yeah. So that goes back to what we think the club wants as well. Yeah. Have you seen much of him? I haven't. I know he's highly thought of in Italy. He's played at every uh, every age level and scored at every mm. age level as well for Italy. Um, no, I don't know that much about him. Judge, he'll probably b- well, he will be better than me at that uh, <laughs> discussion. Him, but um, I, I've just seen a, 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 a picture then, and it's Moise Keane's brother has just followed Everton. Really? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> them ones. Thinking, sure. <laughs> Hold the <them> back. <laughs> oh yeah. You're here to first. But you know what they, yeah. they were saying um, that Tancredi on Twitter. You know that the um, Italian journalist. He basically said the way you pronounce his name with the scout's tongue as well. It's going to sound like Moist Ken. <laughs> 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 and one of more heads, you know, <laughs> Moist Ken up front for Evan. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this, I thought this he was is, a centre forward. Have you seen? Have you read Teddy? Have you seen much of him? I haven't. I'll oh. be honest. You know what I mean? He was a bit of a one from nowhere from when, it, when it popped up and I was like I don't I don't actually know anything about him he might just slip him. in nicely to Everton's team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean and, and this is not just a rod hanging out there but you, you know users criticised the club in the past mm. of sort of linking you to big players when there's no real hope of them getting done as a bit of a PR exercise you have said that yourselves mm. as fans you know under particularly under the Ken White years does it worry you a little bit that you're being linked with Sahar with what looks like a little bit of a speculative bid that's never really going to get it done in the same week that all the ground sort of stuff came out and it's all positive PR but nothing's actually happened? He's Does that worry you? He's a pessimist, isn't he? Do you know, I, I, I'm just asking the question I because... I don't think anyone at the club has gone into that, that deal thinking that 52 won't do it. Really? I, what, honestly, I, I, no, think I think what, what you're referring to there, the old Ken Wright regime, I think we were linked with what? Remember it's the old definitely Alan speculative Smith, though, Joe it's Cole definitely and all that. We were always, oh, we're trying to get them on loan. 52 million considering they were asking for 70 last million, eh, like 70 million last summer exactly. without a five-year deal. I think what they've done there is they've hoped that Palace will say, well, you know, we tried to get Tosin on loan in January. Is there a chance we can yeah, have a listen, conversation listen, about you've got that? To test the opposed waters. to a flat F- no. Fifty-two million isn't isn't uh, you know money to be sniffed at, is it? You've got to test the waters with with an, with an amount. Got, you have got to test the waters, but you sort I mean, of it's not forty how, million how, plus a pound, is it? How, how is it? How is it publicly out there that we bid fifty million and it and it have any credit? As given as you said, you there was a seventy leak. million bid that got knocked back. You and don't lose leak that. Deal. It's unfair to say it's Everton leaking it. It, it could have been Zaha's agent trying to flush Arsenal out. So we're currently negotiating for. It's hard in pre-season to judge 
until it's like seeing your mate chatting a girl or coming out with terrible one-liners and you're laughing, but if he walks out with <laughs> her at the end of the night, don't care what he said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah. thing is, if Everton, ev- who knows, Everton could be linking this player about uh, from, who was it, Juventus? Yeah. Mm. They could be linking that letting Palace know that they've got another yeah, iron in the on, fire. You know, All mm. parts moving at the minute, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. And, and ultimately, if they get to hard over the line <laughs> for 58 million, having said 52 and we're done, then they might think, well, we got him for 58, but they wanted 70 last season, yeah, so yeah. we've nailed if it. If you, you get to half of 50, for less than 60 million, you have had the kicks off them, so, I you agree. know, fair play uh, to you. I think it depends if, if any players are used as meekweets. I mean, uh, there's, there's a list as long as yeah, I mean, well, uh, arms, isn't it, who we yeah, would use? Yeah, Palassi. Take Palassi back. The thing for me in this game of poker over Zahar is, but I love the way Balassi gets absolutely the The thing with Zahar is, the closer it gets to the window, closer they've got to look their own fans in the face as a club and if they've let Wan-Bissaka go and then they let Zahar go with three days to go two days to go in the window who are they getting in That's I've just been talking about how every player's got a, a go, uh, how every team's got a weapon <laughs> they lose Zahar they're down they were linked with two me. of our players already Previously, James McCarthy and Saint Olsen. Now, and they can have Palace fans. Palace fans aren't going to be renew, renewing their season tickets on the back of that deal. But I think if they've got something coming in, does Roy yeah. Hodgson know he can have Balassi? I've just got to phone him in a minute. Did you get Hodgson's interview? With I, the, um, I, I will Balassi. On Saturday, <laughs> 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 well, he said on Saturday's game, he, he was asked about um, Zaha, and he basically said, I, "I don't know. He hasn't even been training." And he's just been texting the chairman, so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Jesus. It's crazy, isn't it? All I think is, I can't wait for him to sign for Everton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saying on Balassi, Everton, I don't think it was Everton. I think some sort of website, maybe maybe the Echo did an article today on Richarlison coming back, his first day back, yeah. and it was a picture of him with his new blonde hair, and it was all the stats from the Copper America, his stats from last year. A nice big article on Richarlison, and the bottom line said... Also returning today, a Yannick Balassi and Cuco Martina. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the footer. <laughs> Jesus. He's just cra- grabbing his bags, Balassi. Yeah. Grab Martina's bags, hopefully. Yeah, it's all right, Martina, ain't he? Don't, don't. <laughs> Do you know much about Harvey Col- Elliott? Col- the, the, the kid you've just signed is it from Fulham. <laughs> Highly rated. From Fulham, yeah. You think he was, is he the youngest and the youngest Prem player? Right, yeah. I think was, was he 15 years and, yeah, and 200 odd days? He had a record in the FA Cup as well. That was, that, that was like the record in that, and then he, he was just turned 16 when he played his yeah. first game for Fulham. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about him. I don't even think he could sign professional papers yet, can he? No. Or it, there was a wait, a wait until he's 17 to sign professional papers, but obviously he's being brought in and he's, he's you know, straight away, he's gone He's gone away with them in pre-season there, the Napoli game, and I don't know, by all accounts, he, he's, you know, he's super, super quick and, you know, lightning pace and, He's a know, winger. That obvi- obviously always helps. Um, I don't. I, I think he is a winger. Like a forward, if you will. Yeah, yeah, but there's been some sort of like you know comparisons to Bale. But obviously Bale started as a fullback, didn't he? Um, yeah. He, he he isn't a fullback, so if you know we think like he is more of an attacking sort of player. No, because again, Sessegnon, he was he is an actual fullback, weren't he? But he just turned out to be you know more attacking than, than defensive. But this lad, uh, this Harvey Elliott, as far as I'm aware, has never played fullback, so you can't. It's not a direct comparison mm. to you know to like to Bale and that, but. Apparently, by all accounts, you know, he's, as I say, he's rapid and really quick and really sharp, and you know, he's a, he's a serious talent. But what can you expect from someone 16. who's sixteen? Well, I mean, what are the the, um, the things coming out of the deal? Is he going to go into the under twenty threes? Is he going to go on loan? Well, I, don't know. I mean, I, I don't know whether it's just a sort of like you know 
boost his, his sort of ego a little bit. That's straight away, you know, they've sort of in, there. in with the first team and that and see see what you know, let him get some exposure to that. I don't know, but it's the same with that um I can't even remember his name now. The young centre half lad, you know, the the ginger lad we signed. Oh, What's his name? Van, Van, Van Denberg or something. Yeah, Van Denberg. He's the same, you know. He's 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 with them with the first team squad, and he's he's like super young as well. So I don't know whether there's an element of are these actually going to be training with the first team squad for good now, or whether it's just a pre-season, you know, sort of exposed them to it, and then they go back into like the the sort of development squads. I don't know myself, but have you seen much of? Usually with players like that, though, especially with them making an appearance for Fulham and with them being in the championship last season, usually the cases where Liverpool will sign them and just, or a, a big club will sign these players and le- leave them there for a year or two just to yeah. check on the progression. Cause Klopp, it's Klopp has said that he's brought Harvey Elliott in and he's going in the first team squad now. Whether he feels like he can just dip him into it and then take him out of the limelight, which he has done a couple of times yeah, with, yeah. with younger players. But I've committed the Cardinal sin and I've YouTubed him. <laughs> and to me... I, ca- I can't believe he's 16 years old, even in clips of him playing for Fulham. He looks like... It, do you know what? I mean, please don't repeat this it's on the podcast. Oh, you know, you go, dude. Anyway. Please don't repeat this on the podcast where it's going to be recorded <laughs> and played. He's got to say <laughs> Messi. We've got a few listeners, you know, man. He's so small, and the way he gets the ball into his body and turns, he reminds me of... He's saying Messi. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hazard. Oh yeah. yeah, that style of really play. low centre of gravity. Yeah. Really low centre of gravity, where he can twist and turn. He's strong. He can hold bigger players off because he's so low to the ground. Now he'll probably turn into Bruno Shiru for all <laughs> I know. But <laughs> this, looking at him and then and then saying he's 16 years old, it it just doesn't just doesn't fit for me. Because it, there's some there's some quotes here, Terry. Sorry, from Klopp about about the transfer. And he's basically said he could have gone pretty much anywhere. Yeah, yeah and he's decided like to PSG, join us. Real Madrid. Barca. There was big teams yeah. in for him. Looking at him, telling comments at the end here. Now this may mean he does maybe go on loan, but he's but now he's here. We have to work with him, but he does need game time. We have to see where he will get that. So does, does that then say Potential. come January if he hasn't maybe played in the Carabao Cup, he will have to go. Somewhere on loan, P- maybe. Possibly, possibly. And, you know, given what Mark's saying there, and obviously it's hard to tell off, off YouTube and stuff, but by the sounds of it, you know, the, a, a similar sort of player as that was Sterling. You know, he mm. played for QPR when he was 15 years, yeah. of, years old, didn't he? Or 16 or whatever. He played first-team games for QPR. He's similar. You know, he was rapid, small, low centre of gravity, skillful. So maybe the Liverpool fan thinking we, we, we could have another one on our hands here who's that similar sort of mould as a, as a Sterling. And when we brought him in, get it done. What we didn't do with Sterling was loan him out. You know, he, he went into the development squad, but then basically mm. part of the deal by all accounts was that he was going to get fast-tracked into the first team, you know, when Daglis did bring him in. And obviously we didn't look back from that. He was brilliant. He was I, w- his quality, I would so imagine if he is, uh, you know, this big sort after... Um, potential star and he's been offered contracts on all these other big clubs and he's chosen Liverpool I doubt he's chosen Liverpool on the grounds that he's coming here to go out on loan to someone in mm, the championship mm, fair, yeah. I can imagine that Klopp saying I'm gonna I'm gonna educate you surrounded by some of these top top players I think it's tough at this point for Klopp to commit to I'm gonna loan you out or I'm not because yeah. he's got to obviously see over the next few weeks how he reacts now he might flourish or he might go under and you couldn't blame him if he did at 16 years old if he does flourish, then you may well see Klopp not only introduce him in, su- in a few matches later on, but maybe play him in some of these cup matches because we're going to get absolutely overrun, aren't we, for yeah. the games very soon, Liverpool. <coughs> maybe he's just leaving the door open for if he thinks um, the best thing for the player and for the club is that he goes out on loan, but 
I'd imagine he's probably had to sweet-talk him and promise him a little bit more of an elevated position in the squad than you go mm. and straight back out on a Have a few players ball. come back to you, like Ryan Kent, Harry Wilson, yeah. are they back now as well? I so what happens I with them? I think well, he said about Kent, hasn't he, that he, he's he's not going to go out on loan. It's going to look like he, he wants to get... get I think he wants to sell him, doesn't he? Him. Yeah, I, I, but and I think if push comes to the shove, he probably will loan him. He's, un, he's unfollowed. Liverpool today, by the way, speaking Has on Twitter. He? Yeah, what these things can He's unfollowed the club media. and deleted everything off his Twitter by all accounts now. I'm not on yeah. Twitter, so I've that, not seen it. But well, that sounds like well, it's a strange move, isn't it? Because I mean, even if you were moving, why would you just look and follow everything? It might oh. be a case that he wanted to go and work with Gerrard again, and it's been blocked, and he's. he's I think there was Liverpool there was Rangers. He's available to buy, but not to loan. I think he's trying Scotland to, is to move him on. What you get for kids? You're you very good at getting big I mean, fees. That yeah. money won't be there. You've you got what, what money Liverpool have got in the past, Jordan? I've fifteen million. Um, Solanke, Solanke, twenty twenty-five. Even Danny Ings, you know, Danny Ings was a kid, but he was someone who's got three, who's had three cruciate knee ligament injuries, and What's you know, you twenty-five or something like that. Well, there you go. Well, so. Talking there about Klopp's comments, there's other comments reading between the lines. Basically, say you aren't going to be active. He, he said he's got bills to pay. You can't be a club who continually get what they want every summer. Would it be worrying for you to, to not go in and strengthen the first 11 or the first 18? I can see that Klopp is major frustrated because mm. everybody's excited and we've won the Champions League, we've broke our league, score, um, league points total record and everybody's um, automatically is, a, is an expert on, on Liverpool and, and we need to, now it's the time, we need to pounce and we need to go and buy all these superstars. We've got where we are progressively under Klopp for what reason are we not trusting what, what the, deci says, the decisions yeah. he's making now? And I, I feel the frustration, I really do, because we all love a marquee signing. But by the very same token, you're either going to bring someone in, who's going to, what marquee signing is going to come in? Knowing that they're not in the first eleven, yeah, it's no. a very Nobody. difficult one for in, with and, Liverpool and given out there. the strength of yeah. the first team. Who, who could come who's going to walk Liverpool into the first eleven? Yeah, that's it. It's a, it's a it's a difficult one. But the only thing I'll say there, Mark, is after the final itself, Klopp came out and and it's the change in message for me that makes me think that maybe it's coming from above that yep. the signings aren't happening because after the final he came out and said our rivals will spend. We can't stand still. We have to be competitive with them, and the market is what it is. If we have to pay big fees, we have to pay big fees, but we have to remain competitive because our rivals won't stand still. Now it's, we've got new signings coming back, but they're not new signings, it's injured players coming back from injury. And it feels like a change in message where it's like, well, I, I get what you're saying, but, you know, he's earned our trust. And, f you know, if we don't sign anyone, then so be it. I'll be, I'll be disappointed if we don't get a left-back to back up Andy Robertson. But it's it's that change of message that makes me yeah. think, is it is it a financial thing then, that FSG is sort of stopping yeah, it? You're right, it's... I think that Klopp and your consensus frustration, he's come out and said, we need to sign, we need to keep up. But he is, one, without any doubt in my mind, had the message from FSG that th the money isn't there. Mm. We've just signed a load of new long-term contracts for a ton yeah. of players. Yeah. Our wage structure, now, I was, it makes interesting reading, but we've got salaries, our top pay player, 200 yep. grand a week. We've got Van Dijk, I think it is, on 180. He's the second top player. If we bring a player in now who, who's going to go into our first team, and I know Phil's of the same opinion as me, is there's no point in signing someone if you're not going to play them. Yep. Um, unless they're a young kid, of course. But if we go and sign someone now who's a top player in Europe for 160 million, whatever ridiculous fees are getting thrown about nowadays, 
how much is he going to want in wages? Yeah. Does he blow our wage structure to the pieces because you're not going to have any player in Europe? You're talking about Van Dijk for the Ballon d'Or coming into Liverpool on 280 a week and not have 15 knocks on the door the next morning. Mm. Yeah, the, the, only, the, only, the only thing I'd sort of come back against that is we haven't really, besides Allison, gone out and... You look at all our players now, who are our best players and the biggest players and they're up there with some of the best players in Europe. But when we signed them, they weren't. So why aren't we fish still fishing in them ponds? You know, like because we seem to have the ability to go out and sign players and make them much better than when we got them. Van Dyke, you know, obviously he was he was quality at Southampton, but he's gone to another level at Liverpool. Salah, you know, he wasn't like he was a good player at Roma, but he wasn't the but finished but article, then they was all he? He joined like a Liverpool team that they knew was there was a clear path to the first team. Mm. I don't see anyone knocking about who's available who's gonna look at Liverpool's team and go, I can walk into that team. Oh yeah, yeah. Take some player. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, um, signing a, the the absolute finished article. You know, if you were saying to me, are we going to go and sign a, a, I don't know, a Diabala or something like that, who apparently you know would be like the sort of finished article or one of them sort of players who you know is going to cost you a hundred million. I don't think they're the players that we need. We just need someone. I, 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 you know, for me, it's it's a backup for Andy Robertson at left back because what's our answer yeah. there, James Milner? And as good as Milner is, you know, he'll do a job there. If you lose Robertson for a long spell this season, such would we don't. We've got fundamental issues because there was a player who gave us 12 assists from the fullback position. You yep. know what I mean? And James Milner, as good as he is, can't get up and down that flank the same way. He's 33 years of age or 32 years of age. Well, do you know Klopp's word and there? We've got to pay bills. Is that. You, are you still paying for these players? Because you, you didn't pay Southampton 75 and one lump sum. You didn't play Roma 75 and one lump sum. And there'll also be clauses in there that if you won the Champions League, yeah, these are getting money. Is, is that bills? I don't think it's a financial thing. Liverpool were one of the first clubs ever to record over 100 million yeah. in revenues in a season. And you know a lot of that was the Coutinho money. And we spent a lot of money on the back of the Coutinho transfer. We haven't spent a lot of money net on players. Interesting that with the wording though, I'm sorry we've got to pay bills this summer. That that's a strange way of saying like we're not really going into the market. It, yeah, that I, says to me like there's something in that. Yeah, I, 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 again, what I think what I'm trying to say is I don't necessarily want to see us go out and bladder 140 million on maybe someone who might improve the squad or might not or might agitate if, if they're sitting on the bench. I want to see us go and do what we've done besides Andy Robertson for what was it, 12 million from Hull? Yeah. You know what I mean? We see, well, them players are available. We've, we've, we've shown capacity to go and get someone who's capable of going into that side and doing a job, you know, who's better than the current surroundings where they are. Then play. There must be someone out there who we can sign as a left-back backup to Andy Robertson. Who isn't, maybe he's not going to do 12 assists a season and go to be one of the best left-backs in Europe, but he should be capable enough that he'll do a better job than James Milner, who's a 32-year-old central midfielder who doesn't play left-back. Mm. So... so I'm not asking to, you know to go and sign like some sort of superstar who's gonna grumble at being on the bench, but go and sign someone because at the moment our backup is well he's currently injured, the, the lad who's been playing pre-season, Larucci. And then we've got Adam Lewis who's a young kid. It's like uh, where's the given that the fullbacks are such a vital part of our side, where's the where's the logic and not really s- doing point, something yeah, on that position? I, I, I don't quite get, get, get I, that. I, I, another another aspect to it could potentially be now, this doesn't really ring true in the left-back position because we are hopelessly um, short in that p- department. But he, the likes of Ryan, uh, Ryan Brewster, he may have, he may be leaving a, uh, le- leaving a, a, you know, a pathway into the first team for for him, and he might be doing the same with Wilson. Mm. And maybe, you know, y- we've just been talking for ten minutes about Harvey Elliott and how he had all these options and he chose Liverpool and maybe. The, the thing that gets us that type of player at this point in time is the fact that Klopp's committed to giving those kids a pathway into the team. Mm. And I heard last season that 
he told me and that we weren't going to sign another forward yeah. and he was going to leave him at, you know a natural a position he in rates the team. him very very highly doesn't he yeah and I, and I think that kind of you know football now and well for a long long time it's win now immediately and there's no there's no opportunity for progression now I think that Klopp has got an eye on the long game and, and, and I'm not making an excuse as why he isn't signing anyone, but I'm saying he's got to take responsibility for every aspect of this situation and mm-hmm. the fact that he's promised these kids a route into the team, that could be one angle that he's yeah, looking at it from. Potentially. It, I, again, as I say, it, it doesn't really ring true as a left-back because we are woefully short at left-back. I think so. Again, as we were talking about Everton, there's still a few days to go in this transfer window and there's every chance we might get someone in, but... Are we going to teams and they're just putting fifteen million on top of the price yeah, tag? Th- there's that as well, you know. There is that. There is that side, and it's just we just think the value isn't there. We, we don't know. We've got no window into you know the mechanics of how all these things work within the club. It's just sometimes, as particularly when you're just looking at it, you know, in stark fashion, you look at that left back and you just think there's such a worry. Yeah. For, you know, and we we said it all through last season. We were lucky with injuries. You know that Robertson didn't have a long spell out, but I don't know. I, I'd say, I think also there's a little bit of frustration with the way the preseason's gone, and then obviously with the transfer window, we don't seem to be doing anything. That's that's obviously breeding a little bit of frustration. But I think the point you made before that Klopp's ain't the right for us to basically not question him at this point in time. You know, you've just got to trust that he knows what he's doing, and if he's happy, who are we to say? Yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. difference? I, I suppose. I, I don't necessarily think he's happy, but I think. He at the at very least he knows what's best. So if he's telling us that look, this isn't the time to buy, maybe it's because he's being told he's not buying by FSG and he's not gonna come out and go yeah, Marino style. I, can't, I yeah. can't buy players yeah, because yeah. all of a sudden it kicks up it yeah. ki- and you don't want to t- limp into a season like that. No. He's the kind of fella who'll go, I'll absorb that and I'll put this message out. But unfortunately, as you say, he kicked the summer off by saying we need to sign yeah, players. And, that, and, that's, and that's out there and, yeah. and, and so is everything he says and, and it comes across now as a little bit of a contradiction. I'm hopeful that we will get an, a couple of players in, but I'm not that scared going into the season having not bought a marquee player because I think that the depth is there, albeit we need, we could do with avoiding injuries in certain positions. Yeah, I think you you can't just constantly um, turn your team over. You, them players now have. They're on an upward tra- trajectory and have been since they come into the club. Yeah. And I think they've earned the right as European champions to go, let's go and see what we can do. We've still got, is it the second youngest team? Yeah, second or third, I think, yeah, average age. And Mills, yeah. I think you responded on the podcast a few weeks ago to a question of uh, are Everton spending 50, 60, 70 million to stand still? And your answer to that mm. was all these players are a year older and the, and the club is still moving forward mm. by keeping its team together because it's another year of integration for young players it's yeah. another year of um, teams within teams getting that understanding together and Liverpool are going to benefit from that as well it's the same isn't it for the, for the yeah. Reds I mean my point you're right but you got that question and I, I pointed to you as the example I said two years ago you had that front three and last year it was all about keeping them together and look what happened he's ran City as close as he's ever ran anyone how he's never won that league I'll never know and then you won the European Cup if you'd have lost one of those then in that, in that summer it's like a game of Jenga, isn't it? Mm. It comes tumbling down. You've, yeah. you've got to keep your team together sometimes. Mm. Craig, I think it's a good segue into is this a guy and a guy? I think we're recording this on Monday. Yeah. And it looks like he's leaving. I mean, by the time people listen to this, it, it, he probably will be gone. He's been pictured in Paris. Their local press are saying it's done. That's a massive loss for me, you know, massive. It is, yeah. Especially with, with no. I know he's signed self, but he was signed as not a replacement, as yeah. a. As a 
you know, a teammate of, of Guy. It's it'd be interesting to see who we got in on the back of, of losing, you, you know, your, your, your best midfielder. Mm. You're certainly your most energetic midfielder. Um, we're linked with yeah, the, the main midfielder, aren't we? So we've got, we've got yeah, here. I can't pronounce it. Jean-Philippe Gabin, is an, it? It's another player we don't really know about, but we didn't really know a hell of a lot about Guy. We, we just signed from a relegated side, and yeah. by all accounts, you know, we, yeah, he was probably their best, best player that season, but we didn't mm. know much about him. Well, this... This player will link with. I mean, we're only going by by links. So Gabamon, he, he can play centre half. He's six foot two. He's energetic, but he's primarily a holding midfielder. So not too dissimilar to a guy in his position. But if he's six foot two so and he's got a bit of energy about him as well, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 maybe on pa- on paper at least not a bad replacement. But and that's on, but I'm only saying that if we if, go, if we go and replace him. Yeah, but that's if he's that's if he is the type of player that he's being. I mean, I'd, I'd rather us go into the, the, the Premier League market and, and Lamina. We'll link with Lamina, Lamina we? or a, a player that we know a little bit about. The lads mm-hmm. at Waffers is it? Decore is a good player. They're quoting eighty million. Mate, 80? He'd, be a, he'd, he'd be a serious coup though if you've got him. I think he's a quality yeah, player. Decore, big, powerful, top, top player. Yeah, we've got Fabinho, so maybe we don't. We you know we wouldn't need him, but he's a quality player. Decore, I think it's. I think they've quoted him way out of anyone's price range. And that's the problem, going back to what you two just said before. These teams that you want to go and buy players off, with this TV money now, they don't need it. They'll tell yeah, you where yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hard. massively surprised that PSG have come back in for Guy. I thought I literally thought he was going to be at, um, in January. I thought it'd be like... stopgap. stopgap. Especially since they've signed Herrera on a free, haven't they? So <laughs> it's, it sort of feels like a bit of a... Like, where's, the, where's the space? Yeah. Well, I... I, I yeah, I just thought that was going to be that was that January. They, they wanted them for two legs of a Champions League, and you know to to get them through the season, mm. and then probably loan them out next <laughs> the start of next season. If any, if if there's any good thing about the situation from Everton's perspective is they've had a lot of time to get used to the idea that it looked like he was leaving. Now you've got to mm. hope that surely they'll have, you know, all right. The the, the fanfare around you signing um, what's his name from. City. Delph. Delph, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, was that he wasn't a replacement for Guy, but is that just is that just what they're saying publicly? I mean, have they, have they been responsible and gone out and got him in knowing that they were going to lose the report in Germany? It's a risk of Because the report in Germany, this Gabamon, uh, apparently it's waiting for Garner to sign and then he's just going to fly over and it's done. Very similar to what we said before off air when Southampton sold um, Juan Yama. The next day they got Romeo in and their um, director of football said, they, they were waiting to be signed last week. The papers were done. We had to just you've, wait. You've got to hope that that's the case, mm. that, that he is ready to sign, and that's why he's, his name's come up all of a sudden, because, as I say, they've had a lot of notice on the fact that it looked like Garnagay was going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call him JPG, because I can't it. pronounce his name. <laughs> how, how much is this JPG going to cost? 35 million apparently. So it's like for like then, isn't it? And yeah. he's a younger model of. He can play centre half. Wolves apparently have been chasing him to play centre half for them. Lovely. Yeah. But he's been, he's been, he's been I at I the AMF player con- who's defensive midfield. Yeah, the, th- the thing with Wolves, Wolves play three at the back though. So yeah. generally yeah. that means that he's going to have some of them. He's like Connor Cody plays in the middle of that back three mm. and he. He could play centre mid, Connor Cody. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, he, what, he started centre mid. Yeah, at Liverpool, he was yeah. a midfielder. So I, I think if, if Wolves are looking at him, you've got to think you've got a bit more of a ball playing sort of. He, he, he can play centre half, but it'd be as a ball playing sort of centre half. Well, apparently, they're, they're a bit cheesed off now because he's been at the AFCON 
this JPG and he's been like he's <laughs> going to Wolves it's been like w- w- once that's finished and now the Ghana dominoes happens Everton have come in probably offered a few more quid based yeah. on we now need him to come in so uh, uh, do, do Wolves go away or do Wolves hang on now hey, that, that, look that's football but how many times have Everton and Liverpool fallen foul to the same situation you're certainly lost out in them situations exactly before. Yeah. But who was it? Who was it? For, who was it? It was due to come to Liverpool, and then he ended up going to Spurs. Oh, William, William's on it, and he was ah, on his way to Liverpool, yeah, and went yeah. to Chelsea. Going about to two Spurs. days later, he was going to Spurs. Yeah, from and Liverpool Spurs. Yeah, and then went to Chelsea. Was the Conopley anchor or something? You were trying to sign once as well, and the, the, yeah. the rug got pulled on you last minute. Well, mate, what, what, what about Sylvester? What about Samosa Brosser? He was on the plane on the way over, eating nuts on the flight over to John Lennon, then got turned around and midair. Like the last month, oh, uh, last year, signing autographs at Melwood, holding oh, the shirt, doing his video. Next thing, what? bad back, sends him back. Yeah. We've <laughs> had it. We we had it with um, Sigerton, didn't we? Or was it was it the other um, Spurs player? The um, who's the the Yank, the centre forward? Oh, he was on his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed for us and went. Yeah. Yeah. You were throwing Jordan Henderson as a make weight in that deal. That's how far he's come from. He's come, isn't he? He was nearly a full. Craig, a few other names were linked with. There was still linked with Kate We. It's me not going per- away, isn't it? Me personally, because he's came out and he's not rubbished the links. And I think yeah. if any player does that while the window's still open, there's more than half a chance. Because he's come out and said, look, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, what will be, will be. It yeah. wasn't, look, I enjoyed it. And now I'm back at Chelsea. Yeah. I've always wanted to Job come back to Chelsea. Yeah. Which Chelsea fans in the hierarchy probably want him to yeah. say, and he's not saying it. But then the other Ch- Chelsea centre-half will link with is Fikeo Tomori. And he's the left side of centre-half who went on loan to Derby last season and Lampard it's has basically brought him back to Chelsea with him saying he's got a part to play but they've now got five centre yeah, yeah. you're going to get him and then obviously Zuma's going to go into you know the Chelsea starting team it's like we pulled him off loan and he can get farmed out to Everton to sweeten that well, did you know Zuma got booed by their fans yesterday really yeah mm, and I don't know that that's based on what he's just came out in the that's press with he came yeah. on for the last eight minutes of their friendly and he was booed on. No, what he was prob- he's been at Everton, hasn't he? So they probably thought that'll get the best out of him. <laughs> 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 yes, hey, Marcus. You can come again. <laughs> Gary's not coming back. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, do you know much about Tamori? I know he was highly rated at Derby, wasn't he? You can make a few songs about him. <laughs> uh, he's looking a bit he someone- the blues here, by the way, you know, that they've knocked him here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> 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 but you know what? A young centre half that you're taking off another another team who want him to who want you to improve their player and send him back. Are we not past that? Should we yeah, not be looking at be, that? It should be if we want to break into that top six, certainly. But I, I, like I, don't, I didn't see much of him. I know that Lampard's you know, gave him high praise last season. I don't know he, was he in the Championship side of the yeah, year? Yeah, and he's season? played every level for England apart from you know from the Southgate's the, yeah. squad. I mean, it's, it's certainly a player with potential. I mean. If, if we get him, we've, we've got it. We've got an agree now. Yeah, is how much you take yeah, next June? Yeah. Oh, is that what he's? It's no, that's what we need to do. No, is, is that what we're saying? Alone? It's alone, yeah. Is it? Is it not a worry for you though that you know? And I think Zuma was growing to be a bit of a leader, wasn't he at the back a little bit? And from January on, definitely. Do you not look at like now where it might you might get a loan of a young lad who you know is he? You, you look at Keane, he doesn't. He's never really marked himself out as a leader as such as he. Hmm. Mina looks like he's still learning how to play football in England. Hasn't got a Scooby. What's going on? <laughs> Playing football. Like Zoom has <laughs> gone. Jaggy Elk has gone. Is it not a worry that you're not signing? You know, someone with a bit of an older head, a little bit more experience. Someone, someone that could come in and See, sort of like. Adavar took the Tamori deal. 
based on Jack Hill still being there. Someone if he yeah. was a, a year younger, yeah. Yeah, someone just being there just to yeah. give That's him that I mean. like guidance. Even if he's not Jack Hill's mm. not playing, if he's still your captain behind the scenes, then it can only benefit a young lad like Tamori. Yeah. You know that it's massive, I think, in them centre half positions. You've seen the, the the difference it made when we got a bit of authority at the back. You know, it, it just changes your, your entire sort of defence. And you sort of got that a little bit, you know, February, March onwards. Yeah. And then now the player that I thought really was the one who brought it for you is it looks like he's gone. And you're now talking about maybe bringing in more kids and younger loans. And I, I just feel like go and get an older head. I don't know who's out there, I but go and get an I older head. Evan, will, Evan will see Fabian Delf as as someone uh, of that. Yeah, mold. I think so. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not. He's not. That old is he's but about 28, 29, 29, 29 yeah. but he seems like he's been around, he's around the block, certainly, he's been a long time, and he's won things. Certainly in the dressing room, but yeah. he might not be on the pitch every week. Yeah. Who's organising that back line? Because again, is 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 Keane the man to do it? It'll be, it'll be it'll be Seamus Coleman, who's oh, yeah. at right back looking across and holding the line. But then when he marauds forwards, which is half his game, yeah, you're then looking at Yerry Mina winning headers on corners, is he? That, that's what you need. Pardon. You need. It's not Seamus Coleman winning headers no, in yeah, the box no, on yeah, corners. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Terry touched on there, Yerry Mina. I'm not convinced by him at all. No. By mm. any stretch. No. I mean, Listen, he he's had the first season in English football and he hasn't really had a pretty season yet. And he's not he? having one now because he's no, just uh, been away all, all <laughs> summer playing Same. for Colombia. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, we. So it's not like he was there on July first, playing, every, getting drilled. In. He's only yeah. came back last week, yeah. and the game on on Sunday, I think it was the mains game, although the severe game, the first game, he just looked erratic. He just looked like Funes, Mo- Funes Mori on skates. That's his game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me, it's not Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't know who's out there. Who, I don't know, yeah, Gary Cale's on a free, Gary, but then it's, it's whether you go and say yeah. on deadlines. Hey, we're now down to that. Why, why would we you don't not just, get him? We don't mm. just need one centre half, do we? Jags gone. We need two, probably two or three yeah. centre half. We've lost really. two of the first team. So you could possibly get somebody with a Gary Cale, someone who knows knows him maybe and mm. can nation him into a side. Gary Cale could be a good sign. That could be similar to when Gareth Gary came in. Yeah, I think Gary Cale would be a good sign for most Premier League clubs in the Prem. I don't know why he's still most on the Premier free. League clubs in the Prem. Sorry, most <laughs> most top clubs in the Prem. I don't sorry. know why no one has snapped him up. Yeah, I th- maybe, there's an age uh, thing and 33, 34. There could be something yeah. that well, don't forget, and, and it's something the lads touched on again a couple of weeks ago. It looks like Harry Maguire as it stands. Hmm. He didn't train today with Leicester. He's gone yep. missing. Is oh, he really? sign of, Is he about to sign? For he's United? about to go to United. So that's that the case. Then, yes. They're in the market for the centre half themselves. A brudge. Who wants to get Gary Cale? You can see that, couldn't you? I just say that. I'll just seamlessly slot could, in. But you, you wonder. I mean, I don't know. I don't rate any United centre half really. But will they end up letting one or two go? Blowing, I don't know. Yeah. They're trying to offload Rojo, aren't they? Badly. Mm. They're, they're touting him everywhere. They haven't even took him on tour. Mind you, I mean, I don't necessarily think any of them are the sort of leaders that you're looking for really. Because no. you know, Phil Jones, Smalling, mm. and all buying all that. I was, if poor I was getting Andy. link with Rojo. I mean, yeah. why don't Everton go for Connor Cody? Yeah, I don't think they get him. Yeah. You know, I can't. I I think he's revelling in the fact that he's Wolves captain. They're on the up. You know, they look like a in great Europe. little side. They're in Europe. I, I, why would he move? I, no disrespect, but it's again, hometown. why would you move? It's his hometown. It is his hometown, but he's a massive just, Liverpool fan as well. Yeah, but it, it's still a step up from Wolves for me to join. Yeah. All right, so Wolves are, having, are in a good position as a club at the minute. I'm, 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 I'm making that noise because Wolves, you know, they had a great season and I think they're in a very strong position. They've got a good young squad that's got some yeah. great players no, that's in there. that's a fair point. That's, and that's I, fair. I, I don't look at them and think you're miles better than no, Wolves. No, I wouldn't say that myself. But in stature of... I think oh, yeah, you, well, you're a bigger club. 
I, I guess you know history wise, the Wolves will say that they you know they they're one of the big like a big they were a big club. I man, think Wolves is for me. That's, I suppose the point I'm making well, like is using the eighties. <laughs> Are we having a little bit more of that? Is bad as that? Everyone are getting keen. Hey, we, hey, we have the late twenties and thirties as well. No, but I, I, no disrespect, but I don't think Connor Cody's looking at him thinking that's a massive move for him to go. No, I don't to think it's Evan. a massive. I, I suppose Wolves' success now depends on a balancing act. I think if they lose the manager, then you know who knows what could happen. Yeah, yeah, because I some so all the Portuguese influence and I all think that. To type be of fair to Evan, as much as I, I, I'm, you know, I don't mind Everton bashing. The, without any doubt, the the seventh. Hey, I didn't notice the, the, the seventh <laughs> club in the league, aren't they comfortably? Yeah. And I've and, yeah. and I've been seventh, sixth, pushing the top four for years. Yeah. So Connor Cody, he wouldn't be. I think it represents a decent move. Oh, for him be, to I go think to it'd Everton. be an excellent move for Everton. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just don't. For him. I, I just I don't I don't know whether he'd because you know, I think he's too big of a red maybe to go on. Well, maybe maybe that, but I mean uh, the uh, thing is, if he carries on doing what he's doing for Wolves and he's Wolves he's captain, not get that massive is he not? Is, gonna, he? is he not though? No, he's what is he? Twenty eight. Nah, he's no, not. No, no, he's no. not that old. He's like twenty six. Is he? Yeah, I thought he was in your Champions League teams and all that. Champions League squad. Sure, he's only about twenty six. I think if he does well in the Europa League and then he gets a cap or two I think you might see possibly yeah. like some teams looking at him but no I, listen I if, you, I if you signed him I think Mark's nailed it he'd be one that I think could lead your line he's, you know, he's, he's captain at Wolves yeah, he's a serious serious quality player you know in that position but again though he isn't a centre half to play in a two he's a centre half to play in a three yeah so you just have to change. I know you just play threes in the, ba- mean, in the past. That means every one of our centre halves needs to play, play in the three then. Yeah. Mm. Really, because Holgate needs a three. Mina ideally needs a three. Keane can play in a two, but he's probably well, that's less exposed well. in a three. What do you ever think of the, the centre halves that we've already got? The, what, the, so what, Holgate, the Holgate Mina, and Keane? Gibson. No, I mean, Gibson, take sorry. them, these, these lads that we haven't seen a lot of. I think if we. If, if they we, need a bit more time. I think time if that window shuts and you've got four months till the next one and you lose Keane and Mina and you're stuck with Holgate and Gibson. For a pe- for a yeah, period yeah. where you probably got was it November our sticky pa- not sti- on paper we've got a tough yeah. November December yeah. if you're going into them games with Gibson and Keane never mind the Bellew sirens you'll be putting the ambulance sirens on <laughs> leave our <laughs> sirens out of it <laughs> leave <laughs> our <laughs> sirens out of it hospital sirens Craig Terry said sirens there referring to the ground last week was the reveal of the Bramley Moor designs yeah, Twitter lit up what are your opinions on the designs yeah, it's just everything that you want isn't it mm. it's just everything that as a as a fan, like it just looks like it it it, it, it have an atmosphere, you mm-hmm. know. It hasn't got the the running tracks. It's it's very enclosed, isn't it? it just looks like a Mark Murray job. <laughs> <laughs> when you started, <laughs> I, I, I went down to a, spades to in a, the ground. I went down to a fan night last That's Friday. That's what I believe it with the spades <laughs> in the ground. Well, Dan Mike, the architect, was at this fan night I went to, and he came across really well. And he basically said, when Everton approached me, the first thing. I said, is I don't design bowls, so if that's what you want, I'm not your man. And Everton was like, no, we, we've got the idea that we wanted to be as much Goodison as possible. So we then, in turn, went to a couple of games of Goodison mm. and said, the atmosphere, we need to take this because this is what... Yeah. You, can, you can see it intimidates certain, certain players of other teams, certain yeah. teams. So we designed the the big... Is it the, the South Stand? 13,000. Sort, yeah. sort of models big, on big Dortmund's. Tier. The yellow wall the ability to do safe standing yeah, in there yeah. and he said that that will be it and then I've also done uh, the away end in the corner which can also have safe standing I put them as far away f- as, you, as you can they're not behind the goal they're just sort of mm-hmm. no man's down where yeah. Celtic have their fans yep. at Parkhead by the corner flag so I put them there and everything he was saying was like 
he's got he's, yeah, he's yeah. got this you know he, he knows he, what a yeah. ground needs yeah well he's done it in America hasn't he for, mm. for big football and yeah. right, um, NFL grounds yeah. and I think I've read somewhere that there's the 500 biggest um, or best uh, structural things in America which mm-hmm. America's full of great structural things that the one that he designs was the only one in it I think it got to like 101 or something so I think he gets it doesn't he I think he certainly like gets what it's all about he's come over here and he's he's experienced mm. what what soccer is hasn't he and it's it's yeah. interesting as well some, some of his take on, on the position of the ground he said because of the land the, the ability to, to drain the dock and all that is going to yeah. cost millions and millions 100 million you reckon 100 million but once you've got that land drained you've got you to position the stadium I'll do it for 99 he said you could position the stadium in any direction you wanted to but he, he's positioned the goals in a way where it's just the wind or something is like everything's been thought of. Like when yeah. that wind comes in, it's it's gonna face a certain yeah, way. It's, it's what the wind carries down on Bramley Moor. Yeah, have you drove yeah. past there? Oh, <laughs> the other end. Oh. We'll be putting the away goalie off with that. <laughs> seaweed. Oh, I, I think even looking at the, the exterior, he's got the glass and the brick, and the, the brick's very yeah, out. It needs that. It needs yeah. that. And I, I I seen the designs. To be honest, I looked at it and thought, you know, it's a good design. I, that, mm. You know, I I wouldn't be ashamed of it if it was, you know, our grounds. I think. It's, it's exactly what has to be like if it's going to be on that waterfront, you mm. know, on the Liverpool City waterfront. And in terms of the stands themselves, I think you've got it right. You know, the proximity, the pitch, it, it's crucial. I it's just, I just can't stands. wait to paint the seats. I hope the wooden. Got <laughs> 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 them Bullens Road seats, a little wooden cave on the, the back. It's, it's, it's four unique stands. What he said at this night on Friday was, I want the, the supporters to go and not only maybe want to take where they sit. So you sit in the par- in the Gladys State, I yeah. sit in the park ends. We'll probably get offered a very similar seat similar, as he's yeah. Dickerdolders. But yeah. he said he wants people like me and you to go and maybe change our mind based on, on what another stand looks like. Yeah. The uniqueness of that stand. He wants them all to be different. I just want to go somewhere where the concourse sells the best ale. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I spent most of my first half. He said he was inundated with, with what, what he called the small things. He was like, I'm being asked what statue's going where and what's yeah. that. He said, all that is small. Yeah. He said the, the, the consultations, it's still out. The People's Project are still releasing things slowly. There's consultations up until end of September. I've got a while, haven't I, to get any objections in then? Yeah, start that petition <laughs> yeah. again. I'll, I'll get that. I'll rally the troops and get a load of names on Some there. Some of those I'm calls sure on Gary, Radio Merseyside. Gary Buddy will definitely be there. <laughs> I, I, I had a call on Merseyside. I'm not putting your fingers at anyone, copites, but I had a <laughs> call on Merseyside saying, like, it's ruining the area. Oh, have you been down there lately? I know. Toys are us even left it. They wouldn't even know the area was there. These people. No, to be to be see that sign outside Terry's timber? It's phenomenal. What does it say? No, um, we were talking about it though, weren't we? When we were going yeah. on City on Thursday, I mean, you know, it isn't just the grounds. That that whole area is just little tiny sort of narrow streets and one ways and all there's sorts in, of closed things and industrial challenges. Down, massive stuff it? needs to happen down the challenges there to make this around work. that stadium. Look, now. Yeah. There's 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 major major plans for that area. No, um, speaking from my own experience. Um, the ferry terminal is going to have a massive revamp, and sorry, not just the ferry terminal, but the, cr- the cruise liner terminal. It's going to have a massive revamp. The, the council is spending an absolute fortune on extending town in, in that direction. Yeah. And you may know, I haven't said much about the new ground. It pains me to say it, but I, I think the design is absolutely unbelievable. And yeah. I, I think it it not only fits in perfectly with the the buildings around it, but it's it's making it's taking pains to 
incorporate a lot of what makes Goodison what it is. Yeah. Mm. And that's the that's the experience of the fans. Yeah. And I just you know Good luck to them, Terry. If the you know, I think yeah, that they're a big club and and they're probably the last of them in the league to to get that ground, and it's inevitable they're going to get it at some stage. Yeah, so I, it might I as well be I a decent ground. Well, in a way, I don't be grudge. Just give me a tear to be either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be grudge. You know, it's it's one of them. It's going to happen. All horrible. You're going to move, aren't you? And you know, it's going to happen. And if it's going to happen, and you're going to have one on the waterfront, I as a, someone from Liverpool wanted to be as good as it can be because it's my yeah, city's waterfront yeah, as well. I, I don't agree. want some sort of Shocking, you know, little no, badly yeah, designed nice piece of crap on on, on the end. Up, it's like yeah. it might yeah. we might as well make the best of it. You know what I mean? No, if, I think if he's definitely got the heritage and everything correct, Danny. One hundred percent. Yeah, just even adding like just a bit of brick just gives it a bit of all. all yeah, it gives it that heritage sort of feel, like, doesn't it? It yeah. looks like a spaceship's being crashed into the Al Warehouse building. Yeah, it does, and that's what I think. You know, you do need a little bit of modern. Yeah, it's good. It's good design because it's fusing the two different things, isn't it? The modern with 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 the with, you know the throwback, the old, yeah. and and that's what we want to see. So, yeah, you know what I mean. Not that as, uh, probably no one cares what a Liverpool fan's perspective is on yeah. it, but me and Mark both, you know, we, it's our tip. It, it looks a good design, and you know, we see what happens. I suppose is, is yeah. That, until that spades in the ground, I don't believe it. Well, yeah. <laughs> until Big Joe's rallied the troops and got yeah. the funds for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't need that. That's one bit that is a little bit sort of. Oh, come on, you've got a billionaire owner, so I I struggle to see why the city needs to to weigh in too heavily into that project. To oh, be honest, who's a favour? Come on. So, <laughs> but anyway, we'll see what happens. But you know what I mean. It it, it, it was good. It, uh, it was def- definitely a positive, you know, for for for, for Everton, particularly on what has been a bit of a challenge in pre-season, hasn't it? For yeah. for, for you and. I mean, what's your who's, who is your next preseason game? I think we've got Wales of Bremen on Saturday. Saturday, is Saturday is it? Is, it, is yeah. Mark Owen? Um, is it at home? No, it's all, no, it's all in Germany. Oh no, no, no. He, he went over to um, Switzerland. To Switzerland, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, he I think went it's to Wigan. Wales of Bremen, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, man, so what are you, what what are you thinking about? Um, just for the listeners' benefit, Mills, he's had to had to do a dusty there because he's just had a call, so he he's had to shoot off. So it's just Craig for the Blues now, but we will help him out on this one. Uh, yeah, it's where's the Bremen? And, um, <laughs> I, um, oh, I, I just want to see. Well, the Charleston's back, isn't he? He's got a full week of training. It's be interesting. That's the full squad back now. Yeah, it's be interesting to see how, how we can compete against the, 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 a decent opposition. And, decent outfit, and they've got some good players. Yeah, they've got and, and players that we're familiar with as well. With Davy Classen, yeah, playing against us. So. No, it's 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 competitive film. They always are the last ones, aren't they? I the, think the very the last the ones the are always last one's competitive. The one that really, yeah, I mean, matters. all's forgiven. If you roll them three nil, you're yeah. gonna come into the season rubbing your hands together. I yeah. think yeah. you can you can accept a lot in the run up to pre of pre season, yeah. but those last even them ones in America that you've played in, you know, you're playing against decent opposition. Yeah, the, the, they've been opposition that have had. One or two weeks, probably longer than years. Yeah, and oh, the ones in the US were. I mean, that was a slightly disappointing thing for me. That I'm the pretty sure the commentator came out on the Napoli game, and, and and he came out and said, you know, these have only just started their preseason prep, and we're basically near the back end of ours, and that was slightly disappointing because yeah. you think, well, why do they look so much sharper than us? You know, w- when it's one of their first so ones. The thing, the thing with Liverpool is, you're missing your most three, three yeah, most important listen, players. There's and loads of mitigating circumstances, so it, we, we, no, oh one's, yeah, gonna, no one's gonna no one's gonna go mad. Even, even no no one's that. gonna go mad. You know what I mean? And and they'd be wrong too. But it, it's just like you're just sort of looking at it. When I look at it last season, we went to Napoli, the Napoli preseason for them. Me, Phil, and, and Gary last season. There's one in Dublin at the Aviva Stadium. 
And I mean, you know, we absolutely bladdered them. You know, yeah. it, it was it was like we were like we were excited about going into that season then because it was like yeah, know, like we but, look like a proper side. But there was side, no Copa yeah. America. There was no African yeah, Copa yeah, yeah. I, I, there is that. And the thing is, I, I felt bad. You know, when I was watching that day yesterday, the the, the Scottish fans, it was so flat because it was just like they had nothing to get excited about. When we went to the you no know, in Dublin, it was bouncing. Yeah, the atmosphere it was, was like, great. Oh, well, was I think that that is the sad thing, and and hopefully, you know. That, that hasn't been lost on the players. I know you were saying Milner and, and Henderson were kicking off, not just because of the fact that as as the club that we are and being European champions, we can't be seen to be getting easily beaten, yeah. even if it is a pre-season friendly. But you've got a feel for some of them fans that come out. They support the club. They spend a hell of a lot of money supporting the club, albeit from um, further up north. They get the opportunity to go down and see them play live, take the kids, and, mm. and we get turned over the way we did. It just... It was. It, it's just an. It it's annoying. Isn't it? Evan. Take a few more. Four nil. Four But um. So obviously, you've got Verde Bremen on Saturday. Our, our next one, our final pre-season game before the Charity Shield on Sunday, um, is the the one against Lyon. I think it's in Geneva. Yeah. In, the, in the stad of Geneva uh, over there. Are yeah. we not? Are we not playing on that training pitch that haven't had the Geneva match on? No. Oh, the one. Oh, the the one that was the, the, that the was the against the, uh, <laughs> the Sunday League team. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> yeah, what a what a nice see, a bit of scenery yeah, though. I mean, it's gorgeous. Why wouldn't you want to play there every week? <laughs> what, I'd love to play there every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark would, yeah. But um, yeah, that's against Leon, and obviously, it's a, it's again, you know, Leon are a good outfit, good side, got good players, and. I just want us to end on a bit of an eye, really. I don't want to go into that charity charity shield game against City with you know a, a pretty miserable sort of pre-season run, really. Yeah. I want us to go into that confidence and, and you know, I know well, charity shields are friendly yeah. in all yeah. in all context, yeah. but it, it isn't friendly. And it, it isn't though because I think it matters as a little bit of a marker as like you know don't forget we're still here. It's important, that, especially on yeah. the. It's an opportunity to get a mental. Steps, that's what I mean. It's Charity Shield. It's, it's not like you're going into it as league winners playing an FA Cup winner. Oh, we're up against our direct rivals. That's it. The that's champions it. of Europe going against the league winners. No, but what I'm saying, yeah, but what I'm saying is it's like where you can probably excuse a couple of defeats in pre season if you're the league champions playing against, you know, say an FA Cup winner of past like a. A Wigan, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, a day out then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But for us, it's you know, we're playing your tight, like you say, your tight rivals, yeah, the ones that was us and them last season. And it, it, it's a chance to steal a psychological march going into that new season. And we've got to be ready and up for it and fresh. And I think this Leon game just sort of just need to sort of blow the cobwebs out now. And you know, I know we, we still won't have the full side back, you know, because Marnie's not due back until a couple of days before the first game of the season. He's going to miss the Charity Shield anyway. Yeah, I know, I know everyone's due a break and all that. Everyone's, everyone needs a holiday. But if you're Marnie, or if you were in the position Marnie's in, would you want to get back for that game? The thing is, Klopp early. doesn't let them. He's, he's done it last season with Salah. He, he, he fought, Salah wanted to come back early or something, and, and Klopp said... Don't come near Melwood. Basically, for you, you're having at least a ten day break. Don't come near yeah. Melwood. So Klopp forces them, and I think, in fairness, he knows that he's an intense coach who expects a lot out of his yeah. team. So maybe he's like, you know, if they come back early and I let them come back early, and then I push them too hard to get injured, then you know, as good as it is, and you, you know, you'd sort of be like made up that they've shown the commitment. If they get injured because they've rushed or you know they've done too much, what have you achieved by doing that? It could just be psychological. I mean, having a, having an extended break or well, a, a couple of weeks off, maybe it gives you the opportunity to leave the old season behind because their season's 
has literally just ended, hasn't it? Mm. Let's be honest. No, the, yeah. the run of games they've been on, and come back feeling fresh rather than feeling like it's rolled on to a, to another season. Uh, I think it's it's responsible, albeit he could probably do without it. Well, he could definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, you know, we'd want him back at ASAP. I think there's maybe a you know again the sort of psychological thing as well is it's not that you're basically sending a message we don't need you, but it's all it's also sending a message as you can relax, like you know. Not everything about this team is on your shoulders, sort yeah. of thing. You know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. I, th- I think it's good management to force them to have a break, yeah, even if they do want to get back early. And Andy, um, I, I, I think they, they definitely need it because um, I, I wouldn't want to see them break down in you know November, December because they, yeah. they rush back oh, in no a couple doubt. more days. Shouldn't make it make the difference, but sometimes it does. So we'll see what happens. But that's Wednesday, isn't it? The the the, the one against Leon. Um, I'm not quite sure of the kickoff time to be honest. I should have checked that before we went went on here. So I'll, I'll, kickoff, I'll, I'll have a quick look now. But uh, well, uh, I imagine it will be an evening kickoff, yeah. Um, but it's one of them. It's it, it's whether it's you know available to be watched in our in our sort of time. It should be because obviously it's in Europe, isn't it? So you yeah. wouldn't expect it to be six o'clock. I think I think is is, is the kickoff time. I'm pretty sure that's that's UK time as well. So I think it's going to be that'll be seven. In, in yeah, over right. the, over in Switzerland, I think they're an hour ahead. But um, but yeah, I'll be watching it, you know, eagerly and, and open to see, you know, make just a, l- a little bit more from us than, than than what I think I have seen so far in this preseason, and and hopefully we can get the business done and, and look forward to Sunday then. Yeah, I think uh, as I said earlier, I think if we can put in a good performance against Leon, get the win, and and go and do something in that charity charity shield, all of a sudden the, the preseason looks successful and we're all we're all yeah. up and we're all ready to go for the season. I just I hope that they've just blown a few cobwebs off after that performance because mm. it was dismal. Yeah, and, it was. and hopefully even just seeing the, the four players arriving back in training will give the squad give a big a boost. boost. Yeah, we'll yeah. We were talking before about the Zaha deal, 52 million. There's been another uh, bid placed as we've 52, speaking, it's no 52 million and a pound, and a pound. <laughs> no no from Everton and it's 55 million plus Tosson and McCarthy Ooh, well God, isn't that funny how Ian just said yeah, yeah that, so that, that, that may change things because all of a sudden I mean what would you make that then it's probably players. a 70 odd million quid yeah. deal isn't it really yeah, Seven, and, it's a sli- and it's two players that they've they've wanted mm. so you know they're getting three million one. more and they're getting two players that they wanted. It's happening. Back on. <laughs> and Balassi. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I mean, th- there's there's not really a lot else for us to talk about, um, you know, on, on, on tonight's episode, but other than what we've covered so far. I mean, I'm look I'm looking forward to Sunday. You're going to chat the shield as well. We are to be honest, and it is the last one of, of the sort of, you know, of the pre-season. The business end start. Yeah, next we week have, we have our first six um, league game predictions. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be getting that. into all 18 that. 18 so points from Everton. We are looking forward to that, you know, like the, the, the sort of start of the season proper because, you know, it's, it, it is dismal in it the summer when there's, there's nothing going on and you're just scratching around for anything. I so don't think you've done too bad, you know. I've, I've been listening. I think it's... I know it's hard. But it's it, been yeah, a slow it's transfer window. It, that's it, has, yeah. it has. You know, in the past, you see, you see things kicking off straight away, but everyone's playing the cards close to the chest, so... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hopefully next week we've got loads of transfer stuff to talk about, yeah. and then like we, we can talk about the games coming up, and we're back into the swing of the things yeah. with the league. And Liverpool have just won the charity shield. Mm. Snotted Man City. Oh no. 
<laughs> you know, we can talk about or not as well. And then we find it. out that there's like waste grounds under Bramham. <laughs> we can't build it there. It's over. It's off. <laughs> Nuclear waste. Balassi's <laughs> still on the payroll. Oh, God. Oh, we're flying. Yeah, well, that, that's one thing that's probably certain. That Balassi will still be there. <laughs> but yeah, you know, as I say, there's not really much else that we can talk about. We, we are, myself, Mark, Gary, Phil, we're all, we're all going down for the Charity Shield on Sunday. So we'll, you know, no doubt have a couple of tales from that um, when, when we're back. Um, yeah. And then obviously, you know, we, we we did say on a couple of pods that we we've been recording a couple of eight, um, extra episodes recently. Um, we've got a couple in the can to be honest. There's a couple of blue ones and and, and a few red ones. Um, the first one that we're going to be putting out uh, will be a part one with Peter Hooten, obviously famously of the farm. You know, big big Liverpool fan, um, involved in a lot of the fan groups and whatnot. Really good podcast. Um, unfortunately, we were limited for time with Peter because because he had to to get away. So we we have sort of. Um, spoke to him and, and we are going to do it in, in two parts so the first part's more about Peter's sort of career and as a fan of Liverpool and his time at the farm and stuff and then the second part's probably going to focus more on a bit more of the fan scene and, and, and you know Spirit of Shankly and the other sort of things that he's involved with now um, so re- really looking forward to getting that one out it's probably going to be towards the back end of this week so it should be available before you you know travelling down to Wembley so do give it a listen it's a really good podcast and, and you know good insight from someone who's a massive massive Liverpool fan um, obviously from the city, good scouser, and goes all the games and goes everywhere. So, that, as I say, that'll be getting released a little bit towards the back end of this week, and then we'll follow that up next week. Then with with one of the blue ones that we've got. Um, we've got you know some good ones. There was an interview with Terry Feeling, um, which which is a, a an interesting podcast. Um, and there was also one with Steve O, um, yeah, which it was, a good one. it was a good one. Craig was on that one. I wasn't yeah. there, but Craig told me it's it good. I haven't heard it myself yet. It was a bit out of um, well, it was a, it was a very comfort zone to be honest. We would say a bit out of the comfort zone, but we actually did it in, on his bed <laughs> in his hotel room. <laughs> in his hotel room, so it was very comfortable. Is this, this Steve O from Jackass? No, no, the the Irish lads who go, Cadley, oh, no Cadley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So very funny though, and it's, it's, it's it? yeah, it's, it, he's like. He's a nice lad to be honest, and he's he's very that he's 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 a good lad, and it was it was a it was a very funny podcast. Yeah, but it's something to listen to Steve off Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, this, this was good, and it you'll enjoy it. it. And it was with his his um, partner in crime, Kathleen, real name Shanice as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah so obviously good. he's he's over on tour. He, he's doing live events and things now. So he's over on tour. So you know we caught him while he was over here. So that'll be going out. You know probably the week after. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the Peter Rutten one out first. And then there's a couple of others that are in the can and plans and things. So, you know, as, as we always say, do stay tuned on the social media because that's where we'll update, you know, with, with, with any new releases or any extras that we're, we're in the middle of recording. We do try and get it out on the social media as soon as we can to let you know what's coming up and, and things. And that's Across the Park PC on Twitter and Instagram and Across the Park on Facebook. Obviously, the website, you know, it, it, it's been a bit slow in terms of articles and things throughout the summer. We've been, a bit, you know, y- you probably noticed that we've been a bit short-handed, people on holidays and things like that. Um, so, you know, the... the the articles haven't been going out as regularly, but we are going to pick them up once the season starts, and they'll be back. You know, weekly articles. You from the red side, we'll you from the blue side. A few others, interesting things that we're looking to get out and, and start to do with the website. So, you know, do check the website out. It's across the park podcast uk. Um, and then you know our, our podcasts are always always available on the website as well as all you know the major platforms. So you you shouldn't have a problem getting all of the podcasts. You know, where, where whatever method or means that you want to listen to it, we are on all of the main platforms. So just search for Across the Park Podcast. You'll find us. And as I say, we're released weekly on a Monday. Um, you can also hear us on Radio City on a Thursday. We join Matt Jones for his his drive time show, uh, five till six on a Thursday. There's one from the blue side, one from the red side. We join Matt Jones. We talk all things football, Liverpool, and Everton. 
Um, and it's a great little show and a good little spot. And you know, we're looking forward to taking that into this season as well. We've got a half a season under our belt with Matt, and, and we're looking forward to you know making that as good as it can be that that sort of hour slot so the other way you can catch us there's access northwest it's a local radio station it's a web radio uh, they are looking to get the radio license to be on dab Um they sort of put our podcast out you know basically a repeat of what we put out on a monday and um, so that's another means that you can get to us so you've got no excuse to be listening to us do spread the words if you listen to the podcast and you enjoy it tell all your friends and family pass it on you know we we want to boost the listener numbers and you can help us do that so do spread the word for us and all that's left to say is we're looking forward to the new season and we're signing off for pre-season 2019-20 and we're going into the new season and from myself Craig Millsy who's had to do with Dusty and our special guest Mark who's Gary's older brother and as Craig said the better looking one <laughs> yeah, that was Millsy I, I never oh it was I Millsy never, I never so Gary uh, sorry Craig I'm obviously not thinks you're not the better looking just, brother yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah from us you know we've enjoyed tonight's episode and we hope you do too and uh, we'll be with you next week